0: Hey, Aaron. Have you listened to the Oliver Berkman episode yet? I haven't. i I need to. Yeah, you need to. You need to go back and listen to it before you listen to this one. Welcome to the Atheist Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Kelly. Atheist is where we will explore American cultural trends through the lenses of a devout theist and a devout atheist. We will discuss the messiness of being human. The latest in social science, psychology, and American culture.
1: And what any of it has to do with Homo sapiens' longtime preoccupation with religion. How's it going? Pretty good. We haven't done this in a while. I know it has been it has been a minute it or like a minute, a month or two months, maybe. I know. So for all y'all who are like, oh, well, they just talk every two weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, we do. We actually do talk actually talk, that talk that more, th- but more
0: than probably every two weeks. It but. has
1: been a little while since we um, have recorded because we we pre record these and um, yeah. Anyway, just time has gotten away from us. We've been both of us have been traveling and just have busy. Yeah. things going on in our lives. Yeah. So.
0: so this is our follow-up episode to the amazing interview with Oliver Berkman. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so cool. So we were cool. fangirling all over the place.
1: Yeah. He's just uh, that we were just chatting about the the things that you know, when you have some distance from something and you're like, okay, let's let's revisit that conversation, it's it's like, what are the things that are still lingering, or what is still sticking with you? And for me, one of the things was just how gracious and generous he is, it was with his time as a yeah time management yeah <laughs> professional.
0: Like, really, I know you are somebody who talks about productivity and time management, and yet you chose to carve out time yeah. an hour yeah. or more. To you spend with us,
1: I know, it was so so kind, so yeah. kind, hum- and humble. Yeah, and yeah. I think too, you know, it makes you sort of, want, or it makes me at least want, want to be the kind of person that when I'm in a position where I'm a New York Times best-selling author, <laughs> and um, which you will be someday, people are a- asking for my time. That I, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna yes. give these ladies some time.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know. Okay. This leads me to uh, a thought. I listened to the podcast, uh, the interview, Krista Tippett's interview, which I'm a big Krista Tippett fan, which is how I learned about Oliver Berkman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he sh- she interviewed Vivek Murthy, oh, the, um, yeah. you know, Surgeon uh, General. Mm-hmm. And so you know he talks about the pandemic of loneliness right now Mm -hmm. and one of the things that he says is the antidote antidote to this pandemic of loneliness is just like simply showing up and listening to people and like being in presence with people which is like you know yes right like how does this person who is like the biggest doctor in the Country, right, and that's that's what he is saying that we should be doing.
1: You know what's interesting is because I've thought about his his recommendations quite a bit, and that's something that I've been studying for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad to see him saying the things that he's saying because it reinforces a lot of the um, research that I tended to believe was correct. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this new job that I'm in. I have this interesting window into how other people work mm-hmm. and it's kind of amazing actually how few people actually work in an office. Um, yeah. you know, are it's like, I'm having meetings all the time and it's mostly with people at, at home. Yeah. Um, and, but in particular, so there's one company that, um, of, of all, I mean, I've worked with, I don't know, tons of companies at this point, but the, one company in particular that I'm thinking of that where they have very high ratings of like job satisfaction, someone at work cares Mm -hmm. about me. This is a place where I believe in the leadership. Um, Almost all of those employees are actually in an office. Yeah, And it, you know, it, I think it really does change the dynamic of the relation, your relationship to the people that you work with when you are in, you know, that you're present with them. And, but it, but it, it also sort of, I, as I've been observing this, oh, you know, at home, at home, at home, um, Mm -hmm. in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, that's part of the reason that people are lonely is because they're just like in their houses by themselves uh, working.
0: Yeah. I mean, working and sometimes not even working with people like down the street or in the same city, but around the world, you know, yeah. And I've had that thought too. Um, Like how are employers actually gauging the mental health of their employees when they're 800 miles away I mean, I and you're not even sometimes even on video you're just like yeah, on it's
1: really really difficult but then at the, the other side of that I mean this is a whole tangent but the other side of it is then it's also we're, all,
0: we're, we're good for tangents yeah
1: <laughs> the other side of it is it's hard to get the qu- candidates that you want because people want that flexibility yeah um yes but you know so we we've got like a hybrid model which i really like so you can you know we can work at home when you need to because hey yeah you know, that's perfect my washing machine is broken and i need somebody to come fix it and so i'm gonna work from home today and that's fine yeah and then but like there is an office with humans that you get to interact with and go to lunch with and chit chat with and yeah I, and be is, in community it's, with right it's more fun
0: yeah it's way more which fun. yeah we've talked about yeah. You know? um yeah, before we finish this episode too, we should probably talk about I wanna tell you about the um the um the soccer play. Cause I you were out of town that oh, weekend. Yeah, well
1: tell will just say it this time. Just already. say it right yeah, now. Let's do it
0: now. So it was really great, like talking yeah, about community. Uh, um, you know, and we had Ben and Adam on here and I went and Ben was so sweet. He like messaged me to see if he if if I wanted to he saved me seats. So, He's, sweet. so Bill and I went and um it was it was a gr- it was an amazing play where like we watched this kind of story of our town mm-hmm. and our history of soccer you know kind of unfold in this really kind of theatrical way yeah. but in the background was the soccer stadium so and it was lit yeah. up so like the back like the backdrop is it was very cool and yeah. and and Ben was there and you know it, it was an Adam of course and it, it was just what a sense of community and storytelling and... Did people just love it? Yeah, yeah, people loved it. And, you know, it was, there's a lot of like inside stories and inside jokes and all those things. So if you weren't like a soccer person, like, you know, I think you enjoyed the theatricality and the storytelling of it. But man, like I was sitting right behind the guy who was like, I think he was like the president of like the St. Louis Soccer Hall of Fame League or something. And, you know, he was just chuckling and you know (laughs) knee slapping the whole time and yeah it was great it was just so great but yeah I mean man if we don't have avenues to connect yeah and be in community it's just really hard so yeah so all of that to say thank you Oliver Berkman for spending the time uh to be with us because we know your time is precious and um even on and even on Zoom, we could definitely tell you know what a kind and caring man he was. Yeah, um, I think for me, the the thing that I keep kind of circling back to in that interview was actually the the first question we asked him and his response um, when we said, "This feels like this feels like um, the book feels like a." a culmination of years of thinking not just like mm-hmm. oh this is like quick pop you know pop psychology right I mean feels quick and like this is an answer for right now and this did not feel like pop psychology no. it felt like deep kind of
1: philosophical philosophical yeah scholarship
0: scholarship mm-hmm. and and soul searching right yeah. and um and so we asked him about that and his response was really interesting and really resonated with me in that idea that He said, sometimes your, your experience, and I'm not sure exactly how he phrased this, but like your experience kind of catches up with your learning. And it's like, you kind of think things for a long time. And then all of a sudden you have an experience. And I don't know if he equated it to his child, having a child, or there was something, but that, and then all of a sudden, like it all kind of culminated like, oh yeah, this is what it means. Right,
1: right, right.
0: And, I think that's such a profound statement and I think if we can if we all really think about it we can identify moments in our life when we had been learning something for years yeah and then something in our life happens and then it becomes real yeah and we kind of are able to metabolize and kind of Learn really learn it, you know. Yeah. And as teachers, you know, we think about seed planting. You know, we know that everything we teach doesn't just all of a sudden yeah. like they don't yeah. get it right away. But this idea that that we can be learning something for several decades, even yeah. before we really learn it, I think is a. And that just goes to this idea of like things take the time they take.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the thing that I was going to bring up that lingers with me is that there are just, yeah, there are some things that take the time they take, whether that's cultivating like the relationship you want to have or um, moving through something that's difficult. And it's like, this is mm-hmm. hard, and it, but it's going to get easier. And I know that it will. And, and, but like when you're young, it's hard to have that, uh, understanding yeah. of, cause, cause you just, when you don't have those experiences, it's hard to see mm-hmm. that it, that it does. Yeah. You know, um, someone can tell you that it will, but until you're in it, it's, it's hard to know it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's why I think in a lot of, um, situations with like therapists, mental health people, like they'll ask people who are in crisis, right. Can you think of a time when this happened and, you know how did it end up you know so sometimes we do need to look back to know to realize oh yeah that did come to a different end than i anticipated yeah. or, i did come out of that place and
1: my son just um got back from 6th grade camp oh. and oh. he big he big he had a deal. Great, he had a great time oh, he was God. so sweet and uh he's gone to camp to he did two weeks of sleepaway camp like couple years ago and uh like one week at a time two different years and he just really did not like it yeah and so i um, hated camp too yeah he was like this is not for me i'm with you and so when he was getting ready to go i'm like do you want to go how you know how you feeling about it and he was like well you know i did those other two weeks and it was hard but i i i made it through you know and so that was his perspective was like i know that i can do it because i could i did it before
0: but I still know it's going to be maybe hard. Yeah, and I'm willing to do the thing that's hard. Yeah, yeah, I know. <sighs> Sweet boy. I know.
1: He told me so. Um, and then I, so I was ask, asking about it afterwards, and he was like, he's like, you know that book is really helping? And I was like, oh, wait, which, which book? book? Well, so <laughs> which book, Mom? It's um, one that I it was I, that I finished, and I was like, you know, I think you, I think you're probably old enough to like read it this and get it, and it's uh, the obstacle is the way. So it's a stoicism oh, yeah. philosophy, and it's just about um, being able to move through difficulty. You yeah. know, to be to see actually difficulty as an opportunity. Yeah. Um, to be a better version of yourself, and um, he's been reading it at night. And oh. and the what he your
0: sixth grader? He's so he's reading so, stoicism. I know.
1: And so he was like, I remember the first you know a few nights he was reading it and i was like how's that going and he's like well i'm only on page 12 but i'm trying to go really slow because he's packing a lot of information into
0: <laughs> okay you know the book you got to get him next yeah. you've got to get him um the book sophie's world have you ever read uh, sophie's world i
1: remember one the yeah it's we have it at home lauren has read it i have not read it but you i don't know if you remember this this was like uh, we were in our old house, but I remember you were over and it was on our bookshelf and you like pulled it out and you're like, this is the book. And you were reading passages from oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was. Yeah.
0: About the rabbit <laughs> yeah. being pulled out of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you haven't read Sophie's World listeners, uh, go get it and read it. It's a history of philosophy. It's, it's a Swedish writer. And it's the, the, the premise is it's, it's like an, an anonymous philosopher. Who is writing letters to a little girl, teaching her the history of philosophy, and so the letters kind of evolve and change as like the history, like the history yeah. of philosophy changes. But it's just, but but the inter- even if you if you don't read it, it's a pretty thick book, but yeah. um, but not a hard read. Uh, but the first couple chapters, when he talks about like what the idea of the philosophy is and like what philosophers are, it's just. Yeah genius. Okay.
1: I'll have to pick it up. I'm sure I would love it.
0: Kevin Rosenthal. Okay. We're, shout out to Kevin. Um, Kevin Rosenthal used to come into my office at school, and he loved this book. Yeah. And so he would lay on the couch in my office, and I would read him <laughs> passages. I believe that. I <laughs> know. You totally believe that. And I'm sure his mother is listening right now, and he yeah. totally believes it, too. <laughs> I think she came in one time, and she was like, Kevin, what are you doing on Kelly's couch? <laughs> I'm reading him philosophy. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. That's right. That yeah. I'm very- sure I'll get fired now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not allowed. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, I was gonna. I was gonna read you a quote because we ta- we're talking about lingering a lot. Oh Which, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah sorry. Go no, ahead, you, go, you go. You um,
1: go. No, I, fr- I. actually. I lost you forgot. it. Okay. I lost it. Quick, as soon as I had. As it, I soon lost as you had
0: it, it. you lost it. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's this philosopher. Uh, and I'm not going to know how to, um, and this might go nowhere, and we might have to edit this out. <laughs> but um, I, read, I wrote this poem called Lingering, and it was based on uh, this philosopher who, I want to say he's a Korean philosopher uh, that was raised in Germany. I think this is correct. Uh, Wong Chul Han, and I read his book um, uh, about ritual, the disappearance of ritual. And this quote, "Lingering presupposes things that endure." And I mean, that sounds kind of obvious, like if something lingers, we assume that it endures, right? Mm. But there's this under, there's there's this kind of draw, to, to linger around things that we assume or that we presume have endurance, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the poem I wrote, and if you want, I'll read it. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, why not, right? I used to collect antique typewriters. Oh, cool. So cool. I've always been drawn to like antiques and things yeah. that have stories. Yeah. And I remember the first time uh, a friend of mine from high school, she bought me a gift. And I, fr- I forget what it was for, but she gave me a used copy of Hamlet. And it was just like a regular, like penguin, like old Hamlet. I don't mm. even know if there were notes in it or anything, but she gave me this and I was like, and it became so special to me because I loved, I loved her so much. Yeah. And also because I knew she knew me, she gave me this, you know, play that yeah. she knew I loved theater. And also I felt like this thing had, had a life beyond me it like had a life before me right yeah somebody else had read this book and I was holding somebody else's this this book so for this very unfortunate time in my life when I moved like 13 times in nine years I collected antique typewriters which if you don't know are like incredibly (laughs) heavy (laughs) so um so I used to collect them which was really done but dumb but I read that line in that and that book, that lingering presupposes things that endure, and I think that it spoke to me in that the idea that I I'm drawn to things that kind of have a life beyond, or a life before what I have them as. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I think that also talks to the idea of time, right? Mm-hmm, that time mm-hmm. doesn't just end. That our you know our usefulness, or that the The importance of our time and what we inhabit as time doesn't end with our usefulness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And I, it just makes you, I think that's something that you can only, I I think you can only recognize with the passage of time. Yes. Um, And that, which makes, this is maybe one of the other things that has lingered, right? It's just thinking about how the passage of time changes us. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it softens us. It yeah. softens our edges. Um, I think we have a choice. Yeah.
0: I think that time, because we all have that like crazy great aunt who is just mm-hmm. like. <laughs> May gotten uh, sharper. Like <laughs> a, just, you know, that, that, or that, uh, yeah, that's gotten sharper. Yeah. Like, like yeah. sharp cheese. Th- yeah. Like yeah, not yeah. sharper. Like, yeah. you know, no, in mind. that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Even though I love all my great aunts. Yeah. I just, well, I don't think I have any great aunts anymore. Um, but, um, but yeah, we have a choice. We can either, you know, dig in and and get real tight, yeah, or we can soften.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel myself softening. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're a soft person. <laughs> you are a soft person.
1: I know. I probably aim to begin with, I'm going to be like,
0: just you're gonna be a puddle by the time the you're <laughs>
1: you're 80. I know, but I do think I think it just get has given me more. Mm-hmm. I think as you you gain perspective mm-hmm. and responsibility and uh, mm. just you know all of those things. Just I don't know. For me, has given I, most of the time has given me more um, empathy and patience. Yeah. Um. In in general, that is is good. I think it's a good.
0: transformation over time yeah and I think you know um that idea of you know uh, I think about seven years ago I I made a like a really specific decision to shift towards like I don't know if I've told the story yet um I was like I want to be an elder someday. Like, I want to be, like, somebody who people look at as, yeah. like, I want to be wise. Yeah, yeah. I want to be somebody who can offer, you know, a warm heart, and, you know, and to be somebody who can listen, and, yeah. and not somebody who's just, you know, kind of, who is, who has that tightness. And um, so at the young age of 46, I decided (laughs) I need to start that now because it's going to be a long journey to get there. Um, But (laughs) when I was in college, I heard Madeline Lengel speak, um, you know, who wrote like A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And she's this like amazing woman and she wore these caftans and had these talismans and this short gray hair. And she was just amazing. And I heard her speak and I was just like, she glowed. And I remember thinking to myself, that's
1: what I yeah, I actually I had a moment like that. Um, this professor that I had in college, Jackie Banasinski, oh, she was a Pulitzer Prize winner, oh my and gosh. she had this like long white hair. Yeah, um, I don't know. And she just was looked so wise and so cool and like such a badass. And uh, and I was like, that is, yeah. um, I want to be like that.
0: I want to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it again like that idea of. Um, you know think you know we are future thinkers as as sevens i always ref- reference our enneagram type because um but we do we plan and we think and so we tend to be people who kind of go oh yeah i am going to be like that when i'm older or right. yeah i'm going to take i'm going to start thinking about my <laughs> my elder statesmanship when i'm 46 <laughs> and what does that what is that going to take me to get to that place um but yeah, you know, t- things take time. Yeah, Ideas take time, yeah. and and shaping the lives that we want take time. And um, yeah, and I think the other the thing that I
1: strikes me about all of that is how often to me it comes back to like the the habits that you cultivate for yeah. yourself because it's either you either build into your Structure, mm-hmm. like what you want, yep. or you—it's not going to happen, or you don't, yeah. you know. And and, it, and, yep. and um, it is like that small commitment, those small commitments that you make every day to do mm-hmm. the thing, and that that that's what creates the result you want, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they can be small. Yeah, yeah
1: every one of your 4,000 weeks, right? It's like oh, what? my gosh.
0: How many weeks do you have left? I don't know. I think, uh, I, I, think I have about 1,500. I
1: I think I'm still under, like, I have more than half. Because oh. it's if you make it to 80, right? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I have 1,500. It's not a lot. Do you want to hear my lingering poem? And then you can cut it off. if You can <laughs> edit it out if you don't want to <laughs> hear it. Um. Okay, so this is going. So I'm retiring this year, and I'm gonna congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited. That is not lingering, but but I'm in this place where I'm, you know, I'm really really excited, but I'm also I'm sad because this is you know it's a change is hard. Um, So this um, this idea of things that endure and um. Yeah, there's like moments when I, it hits me like, oh man, I love this. I don't, I want, I don't want this to end, yeah. but it's time. Yeah. So, okay, you ready? Lingering. Lingering presupposes things that endure. Byung Chul Han. I used to collect antique typewriters. It wasn't smart for a grad student who moved every eight months. Heavy with sharp rusted edges, none worked. By that time, I used a computer, I think. But with every new third-story walk-up hauling up these prehistoric beasts, I felt connected to everything that had come before. I lingered in words written that I'd never read and trusted that each one was plucked from an imagination that loved and suffered and lied and broke things. There were ghosts in these machines, and as long as they lived on my shelves, they lingered with me, and I too would endure. I gave a talk to the incoming freshmen today. I sat in the theater, perched on the stage, and they asked me questions about what high school would be like. At the end, I told them to come up and introduce themselves, that I would love to meet them. Last came Kai, a sweet boy, who said, I love music and dancing and acting too. I love getting a character and being able to make them mine. Me too, Kai, I said. I love it all, just like you. And he smiles. And I have to swallow hard because I always feel like crying now. So, yeah. So that was real. Like, literally. Yeah. He walked out and I just wept. And and I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But that um, there's, you know, and we've talked about this too, this idea that For as long, for as much as we feel um, a sense of permanence in what we do and a sense of meaning, and we're going to be talking about meaning soon, Mm -hmm. um, there's also that really deep knowledge that we are expendable and that we are replaceable, which is also just a deep grief.
1: (laughs) I know. Deep grief. It is. It is. In that sense of purpose, I think so. To preview yeah. um, our next our next guest, um, one of the things that um, he studies, um, he's a professor at Washington University, uh, Patrick Hill, and is about how meaning and purpose um, fosters well being. You know, impacts longevity. Um, all, all the ways that you like physically sort of manifest mm. meaning, meaning and purpose. But very specifically, I think that, um, for how different transition points in life mm. where people are affected by that. And I, and, and I know I think retiring is definitely one of, one those, of um, those moments where you're can like, can
0: he, can it, can it be a little, become a little therapy session for I think for so. Me? <laughs>
1: yeah. You could definitely talk to him about how you're feeling. You may, I admit who knows, who yeah. knows what he'll tell you to do.
0: Maybe he'll change my <laughs> life. <laughs> Maybe I won't retire. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, you could still work. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to still work. I'm not retiring. I'm transitioning. Transitioning. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited it's for that be conversation. Good. It's going to be good. Yeah.
1: All right. Well.
0: Thank you, Oliver Berkman.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Oliver, for your time, your graciousness, graciousness
0: kindness. Yeah. And, um, and your teaching. Yeah. We deeply appreciate it. Yeah. See you next time.
1: See you next time. Keep looking for connection.
0: As always, thank you to our audience for investing your time in listening to us. Please subscribe, leave some feedback, and rate our podcast. Most importantly, share it with a friend. Our show will only grow because of you. If you have any show suggestions, questions, or thoughts on the show, feel free to write us at atheist at stlpodcast.com.
1: Atheist is produced by Justin Siwell and Trend Media STL. You can follow us and other great podcasts on Instagram at stlpodcasts. Also, check out the show notes for links to our Substacks. Thank you for listening, and keep looking for connection.